This is Kayla, the host of the Mothering Together podcast, and today we're going to start with a story from one of the moms in our Mothering Together Facebook group. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Mothering Together. Susan is going to share her story of making a mom friend, and then after that we're going to dive into some really practical tips about how to make a mom friend, and I have one more member story to tuck into that content as well. So here's Susan. Hi, my name is Susan, and I am a mom of two girls, Deanna, who will be three in a month, and Lydia, who will be one next week. We moved to New Hampshire at the end of 2020 after realizing through the pandemic and having a baby during that pandemic that we weren't truly happy where we were living. So we decided to move north away from all of our friends and family. When I was pregnant with Lydia, I connected with an old friend who was opening a chiropractic business and was looking for a model for some promotional photos. After chatting, we realized that I lived across the street from her brother and sister-in-law, Kayla. Kayla was taking the pictures, so we decided to take the photos there. I remember thinking how great it was that a young family lived across the street, and I got this we-could-be-friends vibe from Kayla. We can't recall... If we actually exchanged numbers then, I guess that's our mom's brains talking. But Kayla reached out to me a few months later after her daughter was born. She knew I was a lactation counselor and was looking for some help. I happily went over to evaluate her latch and we ended up talking for a while. The rest is truly history. She is one of my best mom friends. I can count on her to listen to me, give me advice, make me feel like an amazing mom, and make me laugh even when we are in the throes of motherhood. Nothing is off limits in our conversations. She makes me feel less alone, and I know she will always have my back. Like one time, she offered to watch my newborn Lydia so I could go to a work orientation. Lydia hadn't successfully taken a bottle at that point, so Kayla literally breastfed her for me. That is a truly special friendship. Making friends is really hard, and I am so thankful Kayla reached out to me that day. In Kayla's words, nothing says friendship like evaluating someone's nipples. Thank you so much, Susan, for sharing your story. And I am not the Kayla in the story, but it's always nice to hear about two moms who are really connected. All right, so now we're going to switch gears and we're going to talk about the how-to. If we're going to talk about being a great mom friend, I think we can split it into three parts. And I'm going to give you extremely actionable tasks that you can do along the way so it's not a waste of your time. I want you to have things that you can do immediately and really gain those awesome mom friends that you might be craving. So first we're going to talk about how to attract the right kind of people. Not people who wouldn't vibe with you, but like real people who you actually would like. Then we're going to chat about how to build the connection from just like seeing each other and being like, oh, I like her, to building a real friendship over time. And last, we're going to chat about how to be a good friend in a relationship with another mom. All right, so let's talk about how to attract the right kind of friends. So get ready for this first action item, and it is a little bit of self-reflection. Take one minute, pause if you have to, and think about your top three favorite things. For me, it would be like bad TV, like love is blind, getting a mocha latte, and sitting in my car while my kids are napping, although I love to bring a good book. 
and take advantage of that moment. Once you've thought about those top three things, I want you to think about how you can bring your interests, the thing that you love, into life and into something that is visible to others. So obviously, I carry a coffee everywhere I go because, hey, that's uh, like survival mode, but it's also like, hey, this is a girl who also likes coffee. It's really easy to invite me out to coffee and I'm always going to say yes to that. But what about love is blind? Like nobody knows that I like love is blind. I don't think that I would ever buy a shirt that references love is blind, but maybe I might. Or I might buy something for like Schitt's Creek or something else that reflects my awful taste in TV. If you also like awful TV, let me know. I'm, I'm a huge fan. If one of the things you thought of was an activity that you really love to do, like maybe you like to read or maybe you like to do sports, ball, or if you really like to go running, think about those activities and think about how you can do them with kids, with your kids in a way that would get you around other people. So like joining a mother-son, mother-child running club might be the move for you, right? If you're a runner or joining like an arts and crafts class because you love to be crafty. Those types of activities will get you around people who have similar interests. And that's really what we're going for. We're going to put ourselves in environments that attract people who are similar to us. We have to know ourselves just a little bit to get that type of exposure and those opportunities and it goes on and on just keep thinking brainstorm who am i how can i make that visible who am i how can i make the invisible about me more visible because that will attract other people to me and if you're shy like me and you don't love to be like hey i'm kayla nice to meet you these things like wearing something or having something that references even subtly you'll get the right kind of people who'll be like oh, i know exactly what that is let's be friends right the next part of it is to make sure that you are approachable so make sure that you don't have smelly breath although dude i always have coffee breath so i'm sorry to all the friends that i do have make sure you have an open body posture which just means like you don't have crossed arms and a scowl and you don't look rough but if, even if you look rough but approachable that's different from looking way too put together and that makes you unapproachable as well make sure you show up on time to things this is totally not my jam but if you show up on time and you leave a little bit late like dilly dally at the end both of those things are going to give you opportunities to chat with people before and after whatever organized event you're going to look around be purposeful like I can't tell you I started graduate school and I had this weird mindset where I was like yep I have all the friends I could possibly need and I don't need new ones and that was a mistake because there were like four I don't know how many girls in my cohort in grad school but I was like yeah I don't need to be friends with these people and I held myself back and that mindset was totally wrong so if you feel like you're interested in making friends and you're being purposeful about it, I think that just opens you up to being more likely to get friends, right? And lastly, make that first move. It is hard. I am shy, but I, I am totally, I have been the one to walk up to another girl and be like, hey, how's it going? Is that your baby? <laughs> like, not the, not the best socializing skills, but making that first move, asking, a question or making a comment about something she's wearing that interests you, that's a great first move. All right, so now you've had your first interaction with this person. You're like, yeah, she seems cool. How do we go from a cool acquaintance we see sometimes at 
library group to actually hanging out and actually then becoming friends. First of all, find a way to stay in touch. So actually back it up. I think if you meet at something that occurs regularly, become a regular at that event. I am infamous for like showing up once to something and be like, nah, this isn't the right thing for me. But that's also good, right? Because I'm still living honestly in what interests me. And if it doesn't interest me, then I'm not going to meet friends who are necessarily interested in similar things to me. So anyway, backing up, find a way to stay in touch. Maybe it's social media, maybe it's texting, I don't know, whatever works easiest for you. Sometimes it's like, oh, hey, I want to send you this thing you asked about. Can you just give me your number real quick and I'll shoot you the Amazon link so you don't have to Google it? Like that's a really simple way to, hey, I'm making a friend and I also have your contact info now. So hopefully you don't mind if I say, hey, I listened to Happier by Gretchen Rubin. It's a podcast. It's awesome. She, she recommends that if you want to maintain a friendship, it's actually the small, consistent communication over time versus like the deep dive every six months is really important to a good, happy friendship. So making sure you're like, hey, girl, hope you're doing well every so often or like, hey, this is being really hard for me. I hope you're doing well. These kinds of things are great little text opportunities. Another thing you can do to kind of turn an acquaintance into a longer friend is to host something or offer to meet up with them somewhere. Just being the one to initiate that task shows you are interested in it. And if they reciprocate, then like once you host, they will probably say, oh, I'll host next time. And you see how it goes, right? And I think that's like really part of it is just to dive in and become a little bit vulnerable in your ask, right? It's a little scary to ask a new friend over and they might not love your house or they might be judgy, right? But other than that, what are you going to do? So the last thing we're going to talk about is just how to be the best mom friend you can be. And I think there's like two key things that I like to do. The first is be real and the second is have extras. And this is what I mean. Be real. I share it like it is. I'm not pretending to be the perfect mom because I'm not the perfect mom and I know it. But if I pretended to be the perfect mom, then it would be really upsetting to someone who's having a rough day to then be faced with Miss Perfect Mom, right? But if I'm like, oh my God, my kid pooped on me. And they're like, oh, thank God, my kid pooped on me too. So then after that, something else you can do. Having extras. The other day I was at karate and yeah, I'm a karate mom. And the other day I was sitting watching my son in his dojo. They were just beginning and getting started. And all of a sudden this boy right in front of me started vomiting. And I was frozen in like shock because I just am not a good person to be around vomit but this other mom like jumped up and she had like extra wipes and she noticed that there was a newborn baby involved like the mom had the toddler and the newborn baby and she was like I can help him or I can hold her while you help him and she was just I, I was envying her friendliness because I was still like frozen in fear of like oh my god that's vomit so if you like being that friend who always has extras, I have another friend who like constantly has extra snacks and she's always buttering up my kids by saying, hey, we brought this extra thing. Is that okay with you that we give it to your son? And my son is like, you're my favorite human on the planet. If you feed me, I accept. All right. And the last thing we're going to talk about is just how to be the best friend you can be. So the first thing I'd say is be vulnerable. So share about the real deal. Don't pretend everything's hunky-dory and amazing. 
in your mothering journey. Like even if things are great, share the great and then also highlight like why it's so great for you. If you think about a rainy day, the next sunshiny day is extra sunshiny and beautiful because of the rain. So if you share your struggle and then you share the very small wins that we all have every so often, then you're really kind of giving that full, more beautiful picture by having both the troubling, upsetting parts of parenting and the beautiful, rewarding parts. But if you leave out parts of it, then your friend may not feel like you're sharing the real deal and won't feel like you're being vulnerable with them. So then they won't feel, they won't feel comfortable to be vulnerable with you. Number two, I'd say... No unsolicited advice, which is so, so hard. Offering advice can be very off-putting, especially for a parent who might not want to hear it. (laughs) So just don't. Just keep it to yourself. And if your friend tells you an upsetting story about a struggle, then it's totally fair to say, are you looking for support or advice? Or like, what what are you looking for in sharing this story? Because I want to give you exactly what you need. Following up with no unsolicited advice, I would say there's this whole aspect of friendship that's like, just listen. And giving your friend that opportunity to say, like, I am always here for you. If you are having a hard time, I'm here to listen. Um, That's an awesome friendship skill. And it's something I'm working on because I'm often one of those people. And maybe it's because I have ADHD and it kind of sounds like I'm one-upping, but that's just how I communicate. I'll tend to like also tell a related story and then like that's how I communicate. But becoming a really good listener who's just in it to listen and hear and feel and like empathize with a friend that's a really fantastic skill to be working toward next up i'd say love and accept your friend and her children exactly as they are today especially thinking about their kids like my kids I've had so many moments where I'm like, oh my God, I'm mortified. And my friends will just be like, it's fine. We love them exactly as they are. And I do the same exact thing. Like if their kids are having a hard time, I'm not there being like, oh my God. I'm like, how can I help my friend in this tough parenting moment? And I think that's just what a good mom friend will do, right? And we don't judge our friends for what they're going through. We don't judge them for how they parent because parenting is a journey and we're all on it and we all do it differently and we come into it with different baggage and we have different approaches and I think that's completely fair. If your friend needs help or if they seem overwhelmed, like I know I have a couple friends who are expecting babies and that is just expecting your second baby can be really hard because you're pregnant and having to, you know, have another toddler or however old child around. So if you have friends like that who might need assistance, offer specific assistance. Like, hey, I'm going to come over and help you with your laundry. Just pull out all your underwear if you don't want me to see it. But I will do your your big laundry and I will fold it while we hang out and watch a movie. Right? Like, can you imagine if someone did that to you? I would just be like, oh my God, I love you forever. Or if someone offered to make you like three frozen meals for that month. That would just be so great. So whatever you can offer, be specific when you're offering to help friends. Because if you say that line of, hey, I know you're super busy. What can I do to help? Then that puts the job of thinking about what they need for help on the friend. And that for some people is just too much. And they'll say, I'm fine. Thanks. But really, they're not fine. They do need help. So taking that extra item of like, I can either 
watch your kids for you while you take a shower or I can wash your dishes. Giving those specific things is always helpful. Being a good texting friend. I know we all struggle with responding to texts in a timely fashion. I certainly do. I feel like the best friend I can be when I go through my text messages and I finally circle back on all of the like half completed conversations I've had. I don't know if this is just me and my friend group. We literally all have ADHD as moms. So I don't know if this is everybody, but I have a lot of half completed conversations in my phone. And what I did that really helped for a little bit is I would delete my texting conversations, pretty much all of them that hadn't had any exchange in a while. So then it was a really quick scroll to the bottom to see, okay, these are the conversations I've had recently. Did I not respond to something? (laughs) And that will really help me to um, make sure I'm on top of my friendships. I also, and this is a little embarrassing, I keep a list of my friends. Who would think that you would need a list of your friends to like stay in touch with? But I keep a list of my important people and I make sure on a regular basis, I think it's monthly, that I have touched base with everybody on that list just to make sure that first of all, I'm letting them know I'm thinking about them and to, to see like, is this a friendship that's going anywhere? Or like if they didn't text me in a month and I didn't text them in a month, is this something that we are putting that effort into? Or is this something that we can like let go of a little bit and move it back to a back burner friendship for now? Which is totally reasonable and fine. Like it's okay to let go of friendships if they are not good chemistry. And I think that's that's okay. As adults, we can definitely do that. I think the last thing, and this is, well, yeah, this is kind of silly, but for me... <laughs> Coffee is my love language. So for my friends who also like coffee, what I've done is in the notes section of their contacts, I put their favorite coffee order. Like if I'm like, hey, I'm going to pick up coffee for you on the way to a play date. I'm like, what's your order? I just type it into my comments in my in their contact. And so later on when I'm like, oh, I know she's having a hard time. I just bring a coffee. And like, heck, if they have already had their coffee that date, it's usually an iced coffee that I bring. They just chuck it in their fridge and they have coffee the next day. It's no big deal. All right, my friends, now that I have talked your ear off about all of the things about making friends, I have one more story for you. It's from a member of our community, Allie, and she shares her strategy for making friends by tapping into some old friends. And I became a mom, um... I was also juggling like being a business owner and um, balancing all the other things in my life. So I didn't really have a lot of time to invest in meeting new people and making new mom's friends. Um, that's, that's my little guy in the background. Um, but so what, what I did do that was really helpful for me, um, because it is important to kind of have those people in your life who are going through the same or similar things and you can really relate to, um, so what I found really helpful was just reconnecting with, um, people who I had been close with in the past and we drifted apart or or with old acquaintances as they had children um, and then was able to kind of build my network of mom friends and mom supports um, by rekindling some of those previous relationships. 
As we wrap up, I hope that this podcast brings you an amazing friend. I hope all of the tips and tricks and little tidbits that I snuck into this episode will help you find a friend who follows through when you need her, one who will help you when you need it and give your kids her extra snacks. She will love your kids almost as much as you do and accept you for exactly who you are. She'll be fun to spend time with and being around her will be an instant mood boost. Hopefully that friend is just around the corner for you. Before you go, I would love it if you would subscribe to this podcast. This episode was episode one, and I know that the podcast will continue to grow every week on Wednesday and evolve over time. I hope that you can grow with us, and maybe in five years, we'll be looking back and saying, remember when the first podcast episode was about making friends? Well, here we are five years later, and look how much has shifted. Do your future five years from now self a favor and hit that subscribe button. And until next time, have a fantastic week and I will see you next Wednesday.